Good evening, everyone. I am Tish Ross, and I am your host for Collaborative Efforts. I'm so glad that you guys are here and are hanging in there. I have a lot. I have a lot to share. I'm going to try to make it quick. I have to... Actually, I need to make it quick because I am hopping on, uh, joining my church at 7 o'clock online for our Good Friday service, so I'm going to I'm gonna do my best to hurry. So, okay, I am super excited to share two really great stories with you. Um, and I'm going to apologize now if I'm, I'm all, all over the place. I love to choose words and look them up um, and sort of analyze the definition and um, sometimes those definitions are great and sometimes I think they could be different, but that's just me. So some of the words that I was looking up today, I looked up the word um, humble, and these are all, these definitions are all from the Merriam-Webster dictionary. So humble, which means, or was defined as not proud or arrogant. The next word was courage, so mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, withstand fear or difficulty. Grateful, feeling or showing appreciation. Bravery, to face fear, danger, and difficulty. The words that I I don't know, I'm not really feeling bravery or courage for some reason. Um, and I guess because those can be measured differently from person to person. You know, we all have different fears, and I I know that in the Bible it says fear not, um, and that God is with us all the time, But I and I do know that I am sometimes afraid of things or afraid to do things or I worry, and um, Courage, mental or moral strength to venture or to withstand fear. I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not, I'm not feeling those definitions. And I guess the reason why is because of the word that the Lord laid on my heart today with two amazing stories. And the word is surrender. And the definition of surrender is to completely give up one's own ideas, one's own thoughts, deeds, and will to the will and teachings of a higher power. My higher power is God. So I, the Lord drew me to that word today, and I wanted to hop on here to share with you two amazing stories that reflect what happens when you 100% surrender to God with no 
hidden agendas or expectations other than God has got it and you are going to surrender your your will, your ideas, your deeds to God's will. 100%. I'm going to pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We are reminded that today, Good Friday, is the day that you are crucified, that you are tortured and beaten and mistreated and abused as you make your way to the cross. And you, God, are so good to us. Your son, Jesus Christ, is so good to us. On his journey to the cross to die for us. And you, Father God, have given up your one and only son for this world to die for our sins. Jesus, we love you. And Father God, we love you. And we ask for forgiveness for our sins. And Lord, we are looking forward to Sunday, the day that your son Jesus resurrects and he leaves the tomb empty. We celebrate that, Father God, and we cherish you, Lord. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. We love you, we cherish you, and we ask that you please use us to share your love with others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, the the word surrender is the word that the Lord led me to. And I know that in the, in the midst of this COVID-19, we, um, our moods and demeanor, they change. They, they fluctuate. I mean, there are some days where I'm feeling great and, and I feel productive and that I can accomplish things, um, whether it's work or at home. Um, and then there are days where I feel heavy hearted, like I'm sure each of you do lonely, uh, question and wonder when is this, this virus uh, and, and all of its rules that are keeping us apart from our loved ones. When is this going to end? What I do know is that we are in this together. The effects are different and some of us are in different places and, and, and this, this, this COVID-19 has changed some of our lives, um, be it fa- losing family members, losing jobs, The loss is is different, but it is all um, heavy, and and the changes are are drastic. What gives me hope and peace is knowing that we are all in this together, and that 
while we have prayed and we continue to pray, and I know that sometimes we think that, you know, where are you, God? I can't feel you. I don't, I don't hear you. I, I don't see you. Where are you? I can tell you that he is working. He is working, whether we know it, whether we feel it, whether you you think he is or he isn't, I, I he is. He is working. Even when we don't feel it, we don't know it or hear it, he is working. He is working on answering all of our prayers. And we are exactly where we should be. And what we need to do is we need to trust God 100%. So here are the two stories that I hope will uplift you and, and help encourage you to do just that, to surrender and to trust 100%. So the first one that God laid on my heart is, um, it, it is, it has to do with my daughter surrendering to God. So my daughter, uh, she is 20, and what I'm about to share with you is a part of her testimony, and she is okay with me telling you um, some things that she has gone through and how God has used her um, to help others with what's happened to her. So I'm going to give you a little back history. My... Whenever we, myself, my daughter, my son, and one of my son's best friends, we attend Super Summer, which is a a Christian camp. It it is a church camp for uh, children ages uh, or in eighth grade through after they graduate high school. Okay. We are all, we all serve at this camp as team leaders. This Christian camp is different from any one that I've ever team led at in that it is uh, a very intense Bible study, worshiping, uh, growing together in the Lord and in our walks with Christ, no matter where we are. Some of us were, you know, some of the children and the students are baby Christians. Some of them don't know how they feel about God, some question God, some are 100% in for and all about God. And um, this Bible study or this this church camp is is intense. They do get breaks so that they can sort of take in and, and sort of assess everything that they have learned. You know, we all get 10 to 15 minute breaks and, um, and then we return either to our Bible study or to our worship groups. There is time for rec, um, but the, the recreation time is done with your family groups. So we are always all together unless we are on break or have quiet time or are asleep. Okay. So all of that to say that throughout the year, after before and after Super Summer is over, we as team leaders, we pray for our groups and um, for ourselves that God would use us and prepare us for the group of students that are assigned to us. These students are assigned to us. We don't pick the students. We don't even know what groups we'll be in until we get there. So I had been praying all year long and asking God to prepare me. And for whatever reason, this particular super summer, I was 
not, I just was feeling inadequate and ill-prepared and I just was not feeling as good and as excited as I normally am about going and about team leading. I I felt very ill-equipped. My daughter, and all this will make sense in a second, my daughter is 20 and she had registered for beauty school. She had been attending beauty school now for two and a half months. Prior to registering, she had made two commitments. One was to attend Super Summer and the other was to be a maid of honor or a bridesmaid, I'm sorry, a bridesmaid in a wedding. And she was also had committed to applying, doing makeup applications for the bride, mother of the bride, all the bridesmaids, mine, all that good stuff. So she made those commitments prior to registering for school. She went to the registrar's office and before registering, she made it very clear that she was going to need this time off for the the commitments that she had made. They told her that that was fine. They told her that she didn't need to worry about having that time off. She's that she has been open and upfront and let them know ahead of time that she would be fine to take that time off. That's what the director told her. She gets, so she registers. She gets eight weeks, uh, nine weeks into school. And the first of the two events that she committed to attend comes up which the first one is church camp. She, like I said, she's been in in school. She goes to her teacher. She lets her teacher know that she's getting ready to go to church camp. And the teacher is like, well, is it a day? And and, uh, my daughter is like, no, it's it's a full week. And also just to give you a heads up, I talked to the director and she said it was fine. And also I will be gone um, in... November and um, for wedding huge commitment we were planned to be gone there for about four days her instructor said no there is no way that you are going to be able to be gone for either one of those things you are you can miss a day but you better make sure that you have the hours to miss if you miss any longer than one day you will fail. My daughter, of course, being a little feisty like myself, goes straight to the registrar's office to talk to the director and explains the situation. The director gets with the uh, her teacher and they're going back and forth. And long story short, Caroline is giving is given a couple of options. One is if you miss, you will fail. The other is drop out and then re-register and start all over. She has already, by this time, has already um, surpassed like one level. She's ending the second level, getting ready to enter the third level of school by this time. So she, the choices were you can miss and fail or you can drop out and then re-register. She comes home and she tells me all of this and she says, what should I do? 
and I am, I said, I, you know, that is up to you. First of all, I think one of those is not really an option, which, you know, to, to leave and this fail, that's, I don't think that option should even been given, but I'm sure she needed to, to tell you so that you knew what would happen if you did miss all that time. The other option was to drop out and then re-register and start all over. I shared with her, uh, and I shared with her that but, but there is an option, and that is actually to not go to church camp. And she was worried about the cost because it was quite costly um, per person, almost $400 per person to go. I shared with her that cost didn't matter in this decision. You know, I didn't want that to hang over her head because no one's hanging that over her head. If she wanted to continue in school, go ahead. If she wanted to um, drop out and go to super summer camp and go to the wedding, she could and not worry. Well, when she was going to be re-registering for school, she still couldn't go to the wedding. So that was something else that she was having to deal with. She eventually was not able to go. Um, so she decided that she was going to disenroll and go to church camp and then re-register and start all over. And that was her decision. That was after her prayer time. That is what God gave her. And that's how she, that's a decision she made. So she makes the decision to go. Okay. And remember, I'm not really feeling it. We, the drive to the college where our dorms are and where camp is going to be held is about four and a half, five hours, four and a half hours, I think. We are driving, myself, I'm driving, my daughter's in the front seat, my son and his friend, who are also team leaders, um, are in the back seat. And my daughter, in, in just after about an hour of driving, she said, you know what? I'm saying this out loud so that you guys will hear me. And I just want God to know that I am going to 100% surrender to God, that he uses me for his good and his glory at camp, that this camp is not about me and about me trying to do good works. You know, um, I want to surrender and ask God to use me however he feels. And she said it out loud and she said, I need to say it out loud. And I was like, that is awesome. I'm so excited for you. I'm excited to see how God is going to use you. Well, we get to the camp. We as team leaders go on Saturday morning, we get there because we have to go through some um, team leader training. We go through the curriculum. We have worship that night. We pray over every single seat in the auditorium. We pray for our students. We pray for each other. Uh, we have a meal together. Sunday, we do the same thing. So we're all in preparation for our classes and we're given our class assignments, our students, and we pray over their names individually. Um, and we just prepare for the week. So every day that we were there prior to this one day, my daughter and I would always see each other. So we, all the team leaders are assigned 
different groups. We're not all in the same groups together. We are all assigned different ages, different groups. Um, We stay in different dorms, Um, sometimes the same dorm, but different floors. So we are up at 6.30 in the morning. We run and have breakfast. The day starts at 7.30, and then we do not come back to bed until 10 30 11 o'clock when lights are out for the students and it starts all over again and it's that way Saturday morning through the following Friday so I Caroline and I would see each other at the same time in the evenings whenever we were getting ready to go to our dorms to go to bed I would see her every night Saturday I saw her Sunday I saw her Monday Tuesday I saw her same time same place Um, We would get to talk to each other and just check in with one another, um, see how our day was going, how our students were going, everything. Wednesday, um, during that same time, I went to where we used to always meet up and see each other, and I couldn't find her. I looked around for her, I couldn't find her. Um, and I thought, well, maybe she's she's tied up with some of her friends because um, it was a big campus, a big, big church camp, lots of people. And but we always managed to find each other. But I Wednesday night, I, I didn't see her. So I went ahead and went on up to my dorm, showered, got to bed. Thursday, we had rec after meeting uh, during worship and our small groups and all that good stuff. We had rec. And my daughter comes, and she found me, and her eyes were swollen, and she just looked very tired, like emotionally just worn down. And I asked her, oh my goodness, what's wrong, you know? And she said, oh my gosh, mom, where were you last night? I looked for you in our spot, same time, our spot, I couldn't find you. I called you like four times, and you never called me back. Well, I didn't have any missed calls on my phone. So here's the surrender and here's the awesome part. And here's how I want you to be encouraged and to know that God hears you. He hears you all the time, 100%, all the time, all year long, every day, every second, every minute. So she said that that night, Wednesday night, that she came looking for me. She was calling me and she was in a panic because she had a young lady, one of the her her students, or we call them our children, one of our children in our group, she had um, high school kiddos, I think 10th graders, maybe 11th graders, but um, she came to Caroline and she shared something very private with Caroline that was going on in her life. Well, Caroline, and again, this is part of Caroline's testimony, so um, and she'll share it with everyone and I've she's given me permission to share. Caroline, on New Year's Eve, a couple of years ago was raped by one of her best friends and there was a lot of work that went into recovering from that just a lot of a lot of um, obvious issues and um, mental issues and things like that um, she still has triggers but they have gotten a lot less so Caroline had experienced that and um, she shares in her testimony how God got her through that. Um, so she said that when this young lady came up to her and was sharing something that had happened to her, she immediately panicked and 
or started freaking out. So she came to look for me. She goes, she said that she told the young lady, come on, let's go find my mom. She can help you. Well, that was a night that she could not find me. She could not call me or I didn't have any missed phone calls and, uh, she, she couldn't find me. I couldn't find her. The reason she couldn't find me is because only Caroline could help this young lady. Caroline surrendered 100% to God and asked God to use her at camp. And God listened and heard her surrender, and she did 100% in the car. And yes, she got a little nervous because we are always get, even though we surrender and even though we say, okay, God, it's all you and please use me. There are times when we get a little uncomfortable, but God knows and he will equip you to pour into someone else. And only she could pour into this girl the way that she could. I couldn't. And that's why she couldn't find me. And that's why I had no missed calls. And the end of, of, that story or part of that story is that the young lady felt freed. Um, she and Caroline, my daughter, um, is Caroline. They had, they still are in touch. They connect. Caroline can mentor her in ways that I never could. And (laughs) it was amazing to me how God works, you know? And I, I so want to, be like that. I so want to 100% surrender. I have, I have, and I I continue to surrender. I was blessed by seeing her 100% surrender to God and God heard her and God used her and God hears you and he will use you. And like I said, we are exactly where we should be. And all we need to do is trust God always and through it all amazing it's just amazing the second story of surrendering I know a lady that cleans our church okay she is a light she is a light and I am serious when I say I wished I could be more like her. She um, was homeless and she was living in a homeless shelter with her husband. She became employed through a, a company that partners with the homeless shelter that our church partners with. So she became employed at our um, church to clean the church. This woman, and I'm just going to call her Sally because I don't want to use her name, her real name. This woman is, is beautiful. She is beautiful. She comes into work every day and she is always the first to say good morning and to everybody she's happy she works hard and she is grateful for everything she is humble she is very giving she's very selfless she is just an incredible woman and she and I became great friends she shares with me um, 
a lot of her stories. And you know what? Her stories of struggle. Um, are incredible. Like she is so strong in her faith in God and in her trust in him because every time something would happen and I'm telling you this woman lives not just paycheck to paycheck but day to day because she managed to save money for she and her husband to get out of the homeless shelter and to move into a motel they pay and she's told me they pay $250 a week so a little over um, what is it $1,000 a month for just rent and she makes minimum wage, and I don't think he was working at the time. She, uh, you know, buys the groceries. She pays the bills. She's very grateful for where she lives. She has her own cell phone and has uh, provided one for her husband. And I know during Christmas... When I asked her what she needed, she said we're good. Um, She did say that she could use a coat because hers, she had bought a brand new coat and she left it, accidentally left it on the bus. Because Texas weather is weird, you can start off in the morning freezing cold and then by the afternoon you're peeling your clothes to, you know, short sleeves and um, wishing you had shorts and flip-flops on and in the winter, you know. So she had taken her coat off on her bus ride home after work and she asked you know she left it on the bus and when she went back it was gone she didn't have the money to buy a coat and so when I asked her before Christmas I said you know Sally what do you need and she said well I could use a coat because it was it was winter time it was cold so I said okay <sighs> and um so my husband and I bought her coat and she asked me what I needed and I said I don't need anything and she bought me anyway um, a a fruit cake and she bought me a bag of candy and she because she knows I love candy candy is one of my favorite things and she bought me a um, a, a can of uh, mixed nuts assorted uh, Christmas uh, mixed nuts and um, she bought Christmas cards and gave it to all of the staff at Pathway. She was very giving. And um, I would always try to guide her and tell her, you know, Sally, you need to save your money, save your money for your bills. And she said, well, I am blessed that I'm able to work and I have a little extra and I can give others. And I, I love Christmas and I, I love to give. Um when this COVID-19 started, she, she's a a working, hardworking person, never missed work, never liked to miss work, was always 30 minutes um, early, even though she couldn't clock in um, because of her, the company rules, she could not clock in until eight o'clock. So she was 30, 45 minutes early. She took the earliest bus so that she could be early and she would even start working, like prepare her, um, the cart with, make sure all of her cleaning supplies were on the cart. She would buy cleaning supplies, 
um, because the company would only supply uh, each person uh, with a certain amount of what they needed, and she would buy cleaning supplies. Um, I remember she told me that she bought some Glade, and every time after she cleaned, she would like, you know, she cleaned and sanitized with bleach products and she would use her Glade to spray in the bathroom so it would smell pretty is what she would say and during Christmas time she would buy um, pumpkin scented spray or she would buy apple cinnamon spray and then during uh, October and the fall she would buy you know a pumpkin or, or fall spiced um, scented sprays and I never knew that you know I would walk into a bathroom and think "Mm, it smells good and so I didn't know that until later well during the when this COVID-19 hit Sally came down with it and she had to miss work Um, and she missed work for two weeks And then once she started feeling better, as you would have it, the the rules that were implemented were that uh, the facilities needed to be shut down unless you were essential, right? So our church started doing filming and uh, worship services online. So a lot of us that work on the staff were able to take our laptops home and do our work from home. Well, Sally, because she works for that specific service or company, and because we were shut down, um, once she got past 21 days of being quarantined and, and getting well, she was ready to go back to work, but we weren't, we weren't, our building was not open for her to come work at. And she would text me and say, please pray for me. I'm trying to figure out what to to do and, and pay my bills. I do not want to go back to the homeless shelter. I told her I'm praying for her. And she said, but it's going to be okay. I, I surrender. I know God will take care of me. I know that he will take care of me. And her husband, like I said, had not been working. And... Um, so I praying for her, and she texts later, my, my husband got a job. Thank God, I, I know that he is going to, God is going to take care of us. And, and her husband was working very, very, very part-time and making very little money. But, but Sally, I almost said her name, Sally kept the faith. Like, she did not waver. There would be times when she would say, I'm a little nervous, but I know God's going to take care of me. Um, and I, I, man, I wished that I could be like that all the time. That woman was like that 100%. If she said anything that sounded like she was being negative or doubting, she would always follow with, no, it, it's okay. I know God's going to take care of me. <sighs> so, today, she text and she told me guess what 
I've got good news. I've got a a full-time job now, Monday through Friday, nine to five weekends off, which was great for her because she pretty much worked seven days a week um, until they found some people that could help on the weekends. But cleaning the church and being there on the weekends when we have services, just, you know, to make sure that that the church is tidy and clean. Today, she texted and she said, guess what? And, And again, because we're closed and she needed to find work, She texted and said, guess what? I found a full-time job and I have weekends off. Okay. Selfish me, being the selfish person that I am. um, Well, first of all, I congratulated her and I said, I'm so happy for you. Okay. That was kind of a lie because I, it wasn't a lie that I was happy for her. um, But kind of because I asked her, where are you coming back to to the church when we open? And she texted I don't know, Tish. I'm just trying to pay my bills. Okay. So I felt horrible because that was pressure that she didn't need. And so I immediately apologized. I said, I'm sorry, Deborah. I'm sorry, Sally. And um, I'm sorry. And I know that you are just trying to make it and trying to pay your bills. And I do wish you well. And I did mean that at that time. I did. And I do. She's trying to make her rent. And um, trying to make ends meet. Well, we at the church had made arrangements to bring she and her husband some groceries. And she uh, texted me or called me, actually called me. And she said, uh, guess what? You can please let the church know that I don't need the groceries. Guess what happened to me today? I got my income tax check in. And I said, well, is it going to be enough to hold you you over? And she said, yes. I got my income tax check in. Actually, she told me she got her income tax check in yesterday and that she was calling me today to tell me that she didn't need the groceries. They went to the grocery store and she did not need the groceries and she didn't want to take it and be greedy. She wanted someone that needed it, really needed it to have it and for the church to give it to someone else. Deborah tells me... She tells me everything. And she, I s- said, is that going to be enough to get you guys through the next couple weeks before you get paid? And she said it will be. I mean, I'm, she hasn't, hadn't received anything from a payment from um, the company that she works for, for the church. or We use the company and she had not been paid yet for the time that she'd been out, which was like three weeks. And she said, no, we're good. We're going to be good. We got my insurance check. And I said, uh, was it a lot? And she said, yeah, it was $300. It was a lot. And we got groceries and we're good. And I said, okay. And I get off the phone and I send out the email that she does not need. She and her husband do not need the groceries. She wants to go to someone who needs it. She's so good. Um, And when we were on the phone, she said, I told you, Tish, God takes care of me. And I don't think that she would mind me saying this. She told me when her first day of work, when we started talking and we became friends, she told me to have patience with her because of her speech and because she had a mental disability. And 
in the beginning, it was very hard in, at times to understand her um, because of her speech. Um, she had a, a disability in her speech. And she shared with me that she was bipolar, but that she was on medicine and that she is good. She is good. And when we were on the phone today, I wanted to cry because because she's so good. And she um, said, Tish, you texted me earlier and asked me about if I was coming back to Pathway Church, but you don't have to worry about if I come back or not because we're BFFs. And so, yes, we are friends forever. And she said that I surrender to God and I surrender everybody at at Pathway Church. And I know he's going to take care of all of y'all too. And even though I know y'all are going to miss me. And I said, we are because you're such a hard worker and amazing person and a beautiful soul. And before we got off the phone, she said, I surrender to God and God will take care of me. And see, I got my income tax check and I got food and I don't need the food. And I said, okay, well, I love you and I'll talk to you later. And she said, I love you too. And I just kept thinking about how amazing she is and how when you truly surrender, how God comes through. And she had surrendered, you know, a while back that, you know, she would find a job and she found a job and she's happy that she found a job with weekends off. God provided for her. And then today or yesterday, she received her income tax check. And she was able to, cause, because she surrendered to God, because she wasn't going to get paid, um, because she hadn't been working. And so she got her $300, and they were able to go grocery shopping. And she gave the food back. And then after we got off the phone, and after she said that, you know, I surrender to God. I do completely. And he takes care of me. Okay. Hours after we got off the phone, I got a text from her and she said, guess what? I just got a deposit in my checking account from the church, from the company. Um, I got sick pay. I didn't know it, but I got sick pay or sick leave pay. And I got paid for the weeks that I was off work and she said, I told you, God takes care of you. And he t- is taking care of me. And that was after she, you know, had surrendered the food. And I mean, she just, she surrenders without um, any hidden agendas. That woman 100% surrenders. 100% trusts God. She always says, we're going to make it. And she had told me one day before all this started, um, a few weeks before this started, she told me she was negative $83 in her account. And I talked to my husband and we have a fund in my son's name um, who passed away. And it is a fund to help people. And God moved me um, to help her. And so we did. We, we, we um, helped she and her husband with a, a certain amount of money that came out of the scholarship after my son had passed away. It, it was to help people that are in need. And she said um, that she was grateful to God because he had taken care of her again. And then 
after she re- sent me the text that uh, she was being paid, it it was probably uh, a couple of even a, a couple of hours later. I'm trying to hurry because I have to get to my my worship. I, I've got I've got to go. But she texted me and she said after she had texted me that she was got, got paid sick pay or sick leave pay. It was a couple of hours later, and she said, you're not going to believe this, um, that her husband got a check for $1,200 um, for some work that he had done a long time ago and never got paid for, but he had received that check for $1,200. And she said, um, you know, we are good. We are good, and because God is good, and because God hears our prayers, even when you don't feel like He is working, or that He is hearing you, or that He is answering your prayers, He is, and He has answered hers because she has surrendered. Do you see? Do you see the good that can come from all of us surrendering? everything to God during this pandemic with our time at home how can God use us Um, how he answers our prayers and I wanted to share these two stories of my witness my physical witnessing like seeing what how God works and how he does answer prayers when you surrender 100% and you don't expect anything back. Those, those, those two women, I want to be like them. They've, there's just, God is good. 100% surrender. God is good. And I'm telling you that we can do this together with God. We can do this together. We are in this together. Let's lift each other up. And I've got to go um, pick each other up, lift each other up. Um, and and if you can't pick someone else up, carry them. Carry them. If picking them up isn't working, then you're going to have to carry them. Okay? We can do this together. Carry each other if you have to call people you haven't heard from send a card to someone and tell them you love them and that they're going to be okay that Jesus hears their prayer okay guys I wanted to send you those those two uplifting stories of two amazing beautiful people who have surrendered 100% to God and they trust him let's trust God let's trust God in this and this difficulty and in the midst of these trials and tribulations there is beauty and light on the other side did you see the victory let's stay in hopeful let's stay surrendered because God always prevails he's going to win and let's trust him there is beauty in this guys there is beauty that is coming I've seen it people are helping and reaching out in ways that they never thought they could or would I've got to go I've got to go to my Good Friday service I love you guys I love you if you have questions or if you have good stories of hope um, that we can share and, 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 and encourage and lift each other up with email them to me tross3296 at gmail.com. I got to go. I love you guys. Happy Easter. Thank you.